The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to, to The Masculine Journey. I am not Sam Main. I am Al Henley, running point today. I've got Robbie Dillmore with me. Say hello, Robbie. Hello, Robbie. And say hello, Vinny. Yo. Yo, that's right. And we've also got Sam on the phone. You still there, Sammy? Hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, today's show is one of those unique shows. It's the longest mile in The Masculine Journey. It's a show about conflict. Now, we, we're no strangers to conflict. Is that right? None. We, Especially Vinny. Yeah, that's because I had nuns. Oh. <laughs> oh, a pun from the master. Well, we're, I think the key for us is that we're so godly and religious and biblical that we just conflict doesn't stick to us. What would you say to that, Robbie? Uh Speak for yourself. <laughs> I thought you were going to say liar to liar, pants on fire, but that'll, that'll, that'll be good enough. So where does conflict start? Biblically, what does the Bible say? Tell us about our mouth or our tongues, Robbie. Uh, they're dangerous. Yeah. They, they can cause many an infliction. Many, many. And some of those afflictions, some of the problems can start at home. They can start in the smallest of, of places. We're going to start off with a clip. It's, it's from the Geico commercial. And you're going to hear them talking about Abe Lincoln. But when he says, perhaps, I want you to imagine your fingers together, like just showing a smidgen, a small amount. Let's start with our first clip. Could switching to Geico really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Was Abe Lincoln honest? Does this dress make my backside look big? Perhaps it Perhaps, perhaps just a little bit big. Have you ever said that, Robbie? No. <laughs> Honestly, I uh, no. You know, uh, don't look at me, me either. Yeah, I did that once, and it didn't go over well. In fact, now when my wife tries to get me to pick a dress, I always say, "Neither. You look great just the way you are in your bathrobe." Never works on a Sunday. So. <laughs> So when we're talking about conflict, quite often it's pride that gets in the way. There's something that comes up within us that makes us want to defend ourselves. You know, not too long ago, Robbie and I had a conflict. And one of the things that was so encouraging is in the midst of our foxhole, you know, we were talking about, we were trying to work through a problem and Robbie did something that a lot of people won't do. He didn't get up and walk away. I've had a lot of people get up and walk away. But in the midst of that conflict, he didn't, he didn't try to quit. And that was encouraging to me. Do you remember that, Robbie? Yeah, I do. Very well. And, you know, there's that fight or flight, so I chose to fight. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for me, you know, in the midst of a battle, when it's somebody you care about, you don't get up and walk away. You don't just slam the door, I'm taking my ball, I'm going home. And I think that commitment 
is the first point I wanted to get out in this situation, in this subject. That's a great point, Alan. I'll tell you, I was at a, a wedding ceremony um, a few weeks ago. One of my best friends, actually, that I've been praying for him to get married since he was about 20, and he was now about 53. <laughs> so we were excited that this was happening. But the pastor said something that was just absolutely remarkable. He had them hold hands together in the middle of the ceremony, and he goes, now, uh, the reason I want you to hold each other's hands, I want you to hold tight, is there's a significant thing that's going on here. Is it throughout your marriage, if you can just hold on, if you can just hang on to each other in spite of whatever else, and that's, that's a big part of what we have found through you know, our journey on the masculine journey. There's a lot of holding on is just trusting in things that you can't see or feel in the middle of the conflict. You're absolutely right. And Sam, I want to go to you because you're always talking about the good heart and looking at somebody's heart. So when you're in a conflict, how can we go about doing that? Well, I think you've you got to focus on what you know is the deepest truth. You know, it really helped my wife and I in our relationship when, when I'd heard this, you know, the concept of the good heart and really biblically how it's, it's all throughout Scripture. When you really look at it, it was not focusing on what I think I hear, but focusing on what I know to be true. And what I knew to be true is my wife loved me, she loved God, and she wanted it to work out. And those are the same things that were true about me, and that helped us to get through a lot of that. You know, the pride thing that you're talking about, Al, I think that pride really surfaces when our desire to be understood is greater than our desire to understand. Wow, say that, say that again. That was profound. It's when our desire to be understood is greater than our desire to understand. I want you to understand me before I attempt to understand you. Right. And it's, it's taking the time to listen that shows that you care. That, that's your step. That's your first step. You know, and there's humility in that that I think is really important. But one of the worst things you can do in a conflict is to exalt yourself, isn't it, Robbie? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't pointed. I just was looking for somebody to, to help me out on this point. It depends I, on how tall you are, you know, when you're 6'5", you, you, I'm just automatically exalted. I can't help it. <laughs> just like King Saul. Just like King Saul. We're going to go to a clip, and I want you to listen. This is from Paul Blart, Mall Cop. And I, I like this movie. It's not for everybody. It's not always the most family-friendly. But I want you to listen to the conflict and look at how he exalts himself in this situation. Okay, ladies, need to see some ID. No, you don't. Ma'am, I should warn you, I do have the authority to make a citizen's arrest. So does anyone. I could arrest you right now. That's true, she could. Hey, not talking to you. Okay? Can I uh, see you for a second, please, ma'am? understand your sensitivity. I've had some issues with weight myself. Are you calling me fat? No, no, no. I'm just saying I've been down that road. I mean, I'm still on it. We both are, you know, stranded. <laughs> Let's face it, we need to fill a void, right? But as soon as I started eating healthier, I noticed I wasn't so moody. And P.S., your skin's going to clear up. Can you hold on to these? Sure. Wake up! Wake up! 
when you make a comment like that, I just don't think there's any backup. None at all. Sam, have you ever have you ever seen anything like that before? Yeah, yeah. There's sometimes that uh, you know I've made some comments that later I regretted. You know, I think some of those actually I can't share on the radio. <laughs> uh, I would love to say that that wasn't always the case, but you know, there's been some things that you as soon as they're almost out of your mouth, you go, "Oh my gosh, I wish that would not have come out." And that, that's a little different than what you're saying about um, Paul Blart here. Paul's just clueless until she starts to wail on him a little bit, and then he kind of gets the idea, you know. But there's there have been times that I just look at it and say, "Wow, that really wasn't the right move in this situation." You know, I remember early in my life, um, actually, middle of my life as well. But there were times when I would just walk into a situation and I just try to take charge, take the authority, and, and that never translates well in a conflict. Because right away, you're telling the other person you're not as important. You're not as good as me. You know what I'm saying, Robbie? <laughs> I don't mean it like I know that. I really a, I don't. Mean, let I me think it's you. intentional. Those who know fine. me well know that you know this was my second marriage, and so I had a chance to you know flounder around on it once before I even got to, you know with Tammy, and now I've had 26 years again of floundering. So I have found the way to get myself into trouble on many occasions. And, and you're right on. I mean, it is, it is often has to do with trying to understand what I'm thinking or concerned about my situation rather than hers, trying to realize that there are there's some really important priorities here that are not necessarily mine. Vinny, come from an Italian family. Yeah, well, the machismo the, background. Huh. Well, in an Italian family, it's, uh, you know, just be quiet. Here comes Dad. I'd open the door if there was a bunch of noise going on. I stepped back, closed the door, opened it up again, and it was quiet. And I don't know how everybody else does it, but I think I'm the oldest guy here. I've been married uh, 44 years to my first wife. I passed away, and now I'm married seven years. Uh, I don't know about having a diet. Because our diet is strictly carbohydrates, and here I am, you know, uh, I really don't know what is the right thing. You know, you just go along with the flow, you know. Uh, for me, it was uh, just listening and laughing. Oh, did that bother my wife? <laughs> if I laughed, I would hope, you know, I stopped laughing as soon as the finger came up and she started to point. When she pointed, I said, that's enough, you've gone beyond that yeah. and when she says your full name. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. When she used to call me Vincent, wow, I knew it was time to shut up. Now, and I've, I've gone to Robbie a couple of times, and I'm going to be humble here and say this is only my second time running point on the show. So I'm looking to Robbie for support and help, and I kind of feel like I'm floundering here. So, Rob, uh, Robbie, could you just share with me some thoughts on the proper way to go into a conflict, whether it be with a friend or a wife. <laughs> and we only have one minute, so solve this problem really quick. With both hands up. Well, first and foremost, uh, I think I heard it w w well said one time, and it may have even been by Vinny, but that, you know, it used to be I used to call up God every so often in prayer. And then as things got more conflicted, I got on the phone pretty often. And at some point, I'm hoping that I never hang up. 
And so I think that, you know, one of the things I've got to go to in my marriage, in all, in any conflict right off the beginning is I've got to, you know, go to God and say, wow, I need help here because I don't know if you'd notice, but I've got myself in over my head. <laughs> the best <laughs> which first is, step. Which is, you know, quite often, you know, where I find myself, I, I, admittedly, in, in my conflicts. Well, we'll talk more about this when we come back. You are on the Masculine Journey Radio. Check us out at MasculineJourneyRadio.org for our podcast. Good. Walking around our block is like walking around the world. How do you mean? My friend Kayla's from India, Lily's from China, and Base is from Ethiopia. <laughs> We're lucky we live in a diverse community where people from different backgrounds live in the same neighborhood. I like it. To learn more about how the Fair Housing Act promotes diversity, visit hud.gov slash fairhousing. The Fair Housing Act prohibits discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, and familial status. A message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. You can always come up with an excuse for not visiting longtermcare.gov. Oh, I forgot. Game night. After all, who wants to admit that one day they will be, you know, old? Hey, do you see any crow's feet on this face? I don't. But since 70% of older Americans need some kind of long-term care, why not do some free planning now so you can stay in charge? Visit longtermcare.gov and find your own path forward. Hey, honey, have you gained some weight in your rear end? The dress you wear reminds me of my old girlfriend. And where'd you get those shoes? I think they're pretty lame. Would you stop talking because I'm trying to watch the game? If you're a man who wants to live a long and happy life, these are the things you don't say to your wife. All right, I got to tell you guys, when I was making this clip, I played the whole clip first. My wife was in the rocking chair in my office, and she started smiling. And I said, what's so funny? She goes, nothing. I said, there's got to be something funny. What are you laughing at? She goes, you said a lot of those things to me. I was like, what? She said, oh, yeah, early on, you said a lot of those things to me. I said, well, maybe you should come on to the show, and we can talk about it. She said, no, 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 no. This is for the guys to work through. Have you guys said anything like that to your spouses before? Things that you just, as soon as you said it, you thought, oh, man, I blew it. Almost every other sentence. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's why we lasted so long. Her bright eyes and her looking at me with that dumb stare. What did you say? I said, I think I meant it. I'm not sure. You know, back in the, and I, it wasn't my statement, but it was a scene I'll never forget as long as I ever live. We had a new district manager with Chrysler, and we were at one of these famous Chrysler Christmas parties, which was a big deal. It was at Pinehurst. Everybody in these really fancy dresses and whatever, and this district manager was paying way too much attention to another lady that had come in, and not to his wife, who was pregnant at the time. <laughs> and he kept looking, and he kept looking, and he kept looking. And she says, and we're at the dinner table, you know, with him like that. And she says, why can you not keep your eyes off of so-and-so who the other woman was? And he goes, well, honey, you, you know, you're not at that stage of your life anymore. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, God. And she, 
She literally slapped him right there in front of all the dealers that were sitting. The, I mean, it was classic. Holy I mean, you could not have said anything worse than what he said. But oh, I, man. you know, I feel better. Thank you. Uh, now, yeah, yeah. So now I set the bar really low, you know, yeah. because you know we're car people and we can come up with stuff that's just horrible. And unfortunately, you know, we find ourselves there. And now, you know, what do you? Where do you go when you've just unintentionally, un, which is what often men do, walk into the biggest bear trap of all time? To hey, Rob. Yeah, Robbie, I'm kind of surprised that he didn't say, "I don't know." Let me ask my manager. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just that, you know. that was good, Sam. <laughs> you know, as I was talking through that with my wife about the things that I'd said that I didn't, you know, it's funny how she remembered every one of them, but she's never thrown them at me. And I started thinking about that. And we were talking about it in the show uh, or backstage before the before the show. You know, how do you handle these problems? My wife, after 18 years of marriage, next month on the 21st of June. I realize what has changed my life and what has helped me through these conflicts. My wife is full of grace. <laughs> she's got so much grace. And when we get in that conflict, she's not hearing what I'm saying. She's looking for a way to get out of the conflict, not to win, not to lose, but to find that, that point where we can exit the confrontation and get on with our lives. Now, Robbie, you're big on grace. What can you share with us about that? Well, there's a critical issue that I, I, unfortunately, I think a lot of couples find themselves where that when they get into a conflict, everybody exits stage left in order to try to deal with it. And, and, the, and the children are aware of that situation and the tension all is heightened. And so what happens is the kids learn that the way to deal with conflict is to exit stage left and, and not try to to dive into the, the situation to try to come after each other's heart. And I'm not saying by any means, do not get this. If Tammy's listening to this right now, she is <laughs> laughing her tail off, and no doubt. But, you know, my prayer would be that my kids would see that I am more interested in my relationship with my wife than, than, than coming out of this conflict without having it resolved in a way that everybody wins, so to speak. We, that we find a way that the kids go, oh, okay, I saw mom and dad handle that in a godly way and and there is a way through this so that someday when they're married or they're in a, in a relationship or a friend, you know, how many friendships do we see blow up, Al, because the people weren't yes. willing to engage in the conflict and so they just leave. I, well, I don't need this. Yes, we do need this. We need each other desperately. And, and to leave the conflict is is quite often the, the worst thing that you can do. I absolutely agree with you. You know, go ahead, Vinny. I heard that one time. About two months ago, I think it was Sam that told me that. Hey, Sam, you remember that? When I told you about the conflict, yeah, I think we were standing outside uh, yeah, where we typically yeah. meet. Yeah. But it's so much truth to that, what Robbie just said. It is. You just don't walk away from something that, you know, what you think is a conflict uh, could be because you're not in the right, uh, right uh, frame of mind. But the biggest thing that you got to do is learn how your wife feels about it. Or your worker, you know, if you're on the job. Absolutely. Uh, you you got to give a little. I think that's the song, to get a little. And, 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 and it's clear that we have an enemy who would really like to 
make this conflict a lot worse than it is. And so what Sam said at the beginning is so true that I'm hearing something that really Satan's blasting in my ear about my wife or whatever, and she's hearing something that I'm not saying either. And so there's not just me and her or me and Al or me and Vinny that are in this conflict. There's somebody else who stands to win if he can break us up. You know, and that's the thing. Relationships are a part of our DNA. That God created us for relationships. And especially for, a, as we talk about a husband and wife, but when we think of the kids, the number one thing that a kid wants to know is that mommy and daddy love each other. Because if they love each other and that never fails, then they will always love me. And I, I heard that from Focus on the Family, and it just rings so true. But I want to go to another clip, and this is from Everybody Loves Raymond. And I want you to listen how Raymond starts working on conflict resolution. Could we do this? We, could we do this amongst us and our band of brothers? Let's think about that as we listen. You know, in class, we were just doing this. Why can't you just admit this is your fault? Because I don't lose things, Frank. I'm organized. Not organized. Insane. <laughs> He's got a shoebox labeled pieces of string too small to use. Uh, that I should tie together into a noose. I got a beam all picked out. Yeah, I got a step stool for you. <laughs> wait, wait, just listen here for a second. Wait. So, Dad, you, you think Mom's being unfair? That's right. It's always my fault when she can't find something. Because I work like a dog to keep this place straight, and he messes it up with all his projects. Ice cream's a project? <laughs> Come on, you think Dad's being inconsiderate. Have you met your father? <laughs> well, what about your consideration? Do I ever get any thanks for all the stuff I do around here? Like what? What is it you do? Well, didn't I fix the thing? That's true, Ma, he did. So Dad's feeling unappreciated. That's right. Oh, come on. I don't appreciate you. How do I know? Evidently, Dad isn't hearing thank you. Oh, he wants thank you. <laughs> this isn't thank you? I, I guess Mom's saying actions speak louder than words. That's very good, Raymond. But sometimes we need to hear the words. Yeah, I need words. And I don't need words? I'm sorry the check got stuck to the chubby hubby. <laughs> you never said that before. No one's ever said that before. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thanks. It works. Uh, I love that because... I was thinking about Vinny when I pulled that clip, but watching Vinny as he's listening to it, he just had this look like I'm home. Now yes, this is yeah. a nice Italian family I can relate to. It's, it's so true. I am. I'm. I could have been the star. How about that, <laughs> You are a star, Vinny. You, not oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a star, all right. I've made it this far. You know, as we talk about conflict resolution, you know. And we talked about this earlier in the show. The biggest thing is understanding your heart and not giving up. One of the things that I grew up with was um, my mom would get mad. This is after I was married. You know, and you want to talk about pack your bags. You're going on a guilt trip if you didn't get, do what she said. And I'd hear, well, fine. I just won't ever call you anymore because I'm just your mother. It's not like I did anything other than give birth to you. And, and she'd just want to walk away. But I'm going to go back to my, my conflict with Robbie not too long ago, you know, one of the things we talked about was no, uh, 
no shooting the pistol inside the um, foxhole. Foxhole, yes. Thank you. Don't and, turn the gun on your buddy. That's right. You know, keep your finger on the safety. We don't need to, to unload. And, you know, as we went, as I went through that, that was one of those things where I thought, man, this might be a deal breaker for me and Robbie. But that was so encouraged when he wasn't willing to leave. Because that made me think I wasn't going to leave. I wasn't going to leave unless he left. But it was encouraging, Robbie, that you stayed there. And once we found a way to communicate, where we found the language to express it, you know, all of a sudden it was gone. It was like we just, you know, because we found a way to communicate, the enemy had no stronghold. You know what they call that? Growing up. Well, it only took us 52 and 60 years respectively. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's about time you grew up then, right? How about that? You know it's true. Yeah, of course it's true. I think there's one thing to say that that's not, we're not talking about lack of disagreement. There's disagreement in relationships. There's a difference between disagreement and conflict. Right, we have disagreements in the group. You just don't want to let that become conflict. The you know, Bible says iron sharpens iron. We're going to sharpen each other. But we just can't stab each other with a sword when we're done. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And you know, since But it sure was fun. You know, it just was. For a minute. <laughs> you know, there's been times in, in, since Robbie and I had our blowout where we've gotten to that point where it could have gotten at odds and and yet we both looked at each other and we thought, "No, I'm not going back there." And and that's what I love about you know, my wife is that she looks to diffuse the situation. She never wants it to escalate to conflict. And that's what I hope that you, the listener get out of this is that as you're going through this, you're going to get frustrated and you're going to have the enemy in your ear saying, reminding you of all the things this person's done wrong, all the things you could throw back, all the mean things you could say, but go after their heart, look deep in your own heart and realize what you want to show them and share with them to resolve the conflict. You've been listening to the Masculine Journey Radio. Again, check us out at MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Thank you very much.